The king who fights his people fights himself. And they, my knights, who loved me once, the stroke that strikes them dead is as my death to me. Yet let us hence, and find or feel a way through this blind haze which, ever since I saw one lying in the dust at Almsbury, hath folded in the passes of the world. Then rose the king and moved his host by night, and ever pushed Sir Mordred league by league back to the sunset bound of Lyonnais, a land of old upheaven from the abyss by fire to sink into the abyss again, where fragments of forgotten peoples dwelt, and the long mountains ended in a coast of ever-shifting sand, and far away the phantom circle of a moaning sea. There the pursuer could pursue no more, and he that fled no further fly the king, and there that day, when the great light of heaven burned at his lowest in the rolling year, on the waste sand by the waste sea they closed. Nor ever yet had Arthur fought a fight like this last dim, weird battle of the West. A death-white mist slept over sand and sea, whereof the chill to him who breathed it drew down with his blood till all his heart was cold with formless fear. And even on Arthur fell confusion, since he saw not whom he fought, for friend and foe were shadows in the mist, and friend slew friend not knowing whom he slew, and some had visions out of golden youth, and some beheld the faces of old ghosts looking upon the battle. And in the mist was many a noble deed, and many a base, and chance and craft and strength in single fights, and ever and anon with host to host, shocks, and the splintering spear, the hard mail hewn, shield breakings, and the clash of brands, the crash of battle axes on shattered helms, the shrieks after the Christ, of those who, falling down, looked up for heaven and only saw the mist, and shouts of heathen, and the traitor knights, oaths, insult, filth, and monstrous blasphemies, sweat, writhings, anguish, laboring of the lungs in that close mist, and cryings for the light, moans of the dying, and voices of the dead. Last, as by some one deathbed, after wail of suffering, silence follows, or through death, or death-like swoon, thus over all that shore, save for some whisper of the seething seas, a dead hush fell. But when the dolorous day grew drearier, toward twilight falling, came a bitter wind, clear from the north, and blew the mist aside, and with that wind the tide rose, and the pale king glanced across the field of battle. But no man was moving there, nor any cry of Christian heard thereon, nor yet of heathen, only the one wave break in among dead faces, to and fro swaying the helpless hands, and up and down tumbling the hollow helmets of the fallen, and shivered brands that once had fought with Rome, and rolling far along the gloomy shores, the voice of days of old, and days to be. Then spake King Arthur to Sir Bedivere, and whiter than the mist, that all day long had held the field of battle, was the king. Hearest thou this great voice that shakes the world, and wastes the narrow realm of whereon we move, and beats upon the faces of the dead, my dead, as though they had not died for me, 
Oh, Bedivere, for on my heart hath fallen confusion till I know not what I am, nor whence I am, nor whether I be king. Behold, I seem but king among the dead. Then spake the bold Sir Bedivere, My king, king everywhere, and so the dead have kings. There also will I worship thee as king, yet still thy life is whole, and still I live who love thee. But who hates thee? He that brought the heathen back among us, yonder stands Mordred, unharmed, the traitor of thine house. Then spake the king, My house hath been my doom, but call not thou this traitor of my house, who hath but dwelt beneath one roof with me, my house, are rather they who swear my vows, yea, even while they break them, owned me king, and well for thee, saying in my dark hour,